In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm so help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Suck Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Switched up the intro for now on, but today, I don't know what meets the group chat. Every imaginable topic i think you can guess what we're talking about today i mean it's more than just u.s news today it's international news news. yeah the commonwealth news yeah universe former uh owners (laughs) yes Uh, yeah mom and dad are fighting literally yeah let's go through the interview uh Obviously, if you haven't gathered this yet, this will include major spoilers. I don't even know if I have to say that. It's all over yeah. the news. But if you uh, want to watch it before you listen to this, then go ahead and do that now. This is it's, it's, Spoiler yeah. issues is the equivalent of being like, I want to watch the Super Bowl on DVR. Yeah, like, that's true. Good point. Good yeah. point. So, okay. Okay. So I was going into it and I was like, whatever. Like, it, it's very easy to have that outside perspective that they even talk about. Of being like, okay, it's the crown, it's the monarchy, but you really do have to remember individual people. You know what I mean? And I have, like, I'm like, I'm very interested in the royals, but I've never done like a Meghan Markle like deep dive. And I'm like, I felt a lot of compassion for her watching mm-hmm. it, and I was like, okay, I get it more. Like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, and it it seems like it sucked. <laughs> really hard i think she had a really really tough time that's my impression of it yeah that fucking sucked yeah i think there was one line from it specifically that really stuck out that she said was that they were the firm that they kept referring to as like the people who like like work for the family or work around the family and the institution they were willing to lie to protect people but they weren't willing to tell the truth to protect her and when she said that i was like oh yeah, totally. That was a gut punch for me, too. So I'm a lifelong Princess Diana watcher. I mean, obviously, Same. I can't watch her anymore, but like, I still <laughs> like watch documentaries about her. I like yeah. read books. Like, I love Do that. you think that stems from like, I feel very connected to her because my mom loved her and my, my mom, mom looks, loved her. Yeah. And my mom looks a lot like her and just really like identify with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom's very pretty. Oh, well, so that's so sweet. So my mom also like was really into her. And I like remember when she died, like very like, and I was just very into her, like had the beanie baby, of course. Like I was just really into her. And like, as I got older, I like, and continuously like sort of like read about it. It wasn't, it became a new story. Um, And it became like a story of like toxicity and emotional abuse and like, her husband cheating on her and everyone just being like, okay, whatever. He, he needs to go sow his oats. Yeah. And it's like, 
what we're watching, I what we watched last night, I think is a continuation of that. And I think it's so interesting because you have William and Kate who like really stuck with the monarchy. They stayed with the rules. William allegedly cheats on his wife. Like, I think there's, they look very perfect, but like, it doesn't real. like, let's mm-hmm. be real. Like it can't be yeah. to, the, to the extent that it is. And then you have Harry who clearly I think went through it. Like yes. he definitely had a more checkered past than William did. And it seems like that was due to the trauma he suffered as a child. He lost his mother. He was like on the world stage. He was trapped essentially in this family, constantly being watched. And I think that he, I don't like Meghan Markle aside, I think it could have been any woman who Mm. like had her belief system and background potentially. And obviously like the race piece came, you know, really caused like a hard line in the sand. But like, I really think that Harry wanted to kind of like follow and honor what his mother wanted to do for them. Like even I remember like my mom, one of the reasons she loved Princess Diana was because like she took her sons to meet like regular people. And she was like, and, and I don't think that Harry would have necessarily married like a biracial actress from America if he didn't have that like Mm. open mindedness within him. Mm -hmm. So I see this as just like a continuation of past problems. And you could mm-hmm. also, you could even say that it's like a continuation of like the Princess Margaret stuff, like where she wasn't allowed to marry mm-hmm. like this person. And like, you just have all these rules and anyone whose personality sort of chafes against the organization is not going to do well. Right, right. I mean, the reason this this like line of succession even exists because what was it was King Edward abdicated because he wanted to marry a divorcee. And now right. we're here because Harry is married to a divorcee and it all imploded. Yeah, I think there's also something to the fact that he wasn't going to be the king. Yeah. I think they I think the relationship between the media over there and the royal family is so twisted and like the tabloids, like they say. And I think that they purposely probably cover things on Harry more to distract from any negative things from William. Like I can think of stories of Harry. Like remember those like the the Harry goes wild in Vegas or something. The naked pictures. Yeah. I don't think like I there. Like, and there's no way that, like, Prince William is, like, a vanilla character. Like, he obviously is, like, a privilege. Probably grew up, like, with, with like, everyone being, like, oh, yeah, William, you know? Like, he's probably a yeah. douchebag. Well, like- I was, yeah. So, I was reading Reddit last night, and, like, you get the advantage of there being, like, British people on the Reddit, too. And one of the, one of the points that I thought was so good was that, like, the press... Okay, another thing that I thought was very that had never been like explicitly stated before or previously than in this interview was the relationship between the press and the palace. Yeah. The the palace wants what they want and the press exists to push whatever narrative will benefit will will prop them up essentially. Yeah. So I think that part yeah. cannot be ignored because part of what Harry's point was is that the press was so toxic. And all the women who have come into the family, the press was toxic against them. There's never been like a woman in the royal family who, other than the queen, let's say, who the press was not, like, completely after. Like, even Kate, like, Wady Katie, like, you know, when she, when they broke up and she would go, like, clubbing, they, you know, wanted to capture that and make her look like, 
not good. Like she's not fit to be the queen. Like, but one of the things on Reddit that I thought was interesting was that they were saying how like the reason they created this narrative for Harry was because they needed William to be this like Mm -hmm. kind of upstanding ish guy. So they need him to see seem appealing when really like Harry's the much more appealing one. Like, like William's kind of like, just like he kind of is seeming to be more like his father all the time. Who also is a boring, nebbish, uninteresting person. And like you're saying, like, I think a lot of the parallels to Diane are out of control. Like if you haven't, and I, I think that Megan and Harry knew that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they strategically like wanted to mirror some things to establish a pattern. That is true. I don't think they manipulated the truth or anything, but like the parallels establish a pattern that you can't really deny. And I think they also like, because they couldn't help, they never helped Diana when she was having mental health challenges and going through her eating disorder. They, they threatened to like release like sex tapes of her and stuff. And like, explicit photos because because Charles the person that's in line to be the king is going to be the one that they're going to preserve their reputation and protect and if they have to do that at the expense of somebody else they have no problem doing that mm-hmm. Charles is one of the worst Charles embodies all of the issues with the monarchy and mm-hmm. if these people would just fucking like feel an emotion once yeah like things might be better like charles embodies all of that like the neglect the racism the misogyny like the fact that he cheated on his wife and just like ignored her like it just right. blatantly cheated on his wife not even yeah. just like his 20 year old pregnant wife yeah, yeah he was con- and everyone knew it and everyone was just in on it That's so fucked up. The other thing is that like Harry and William know this and they know all of what happened. And yet William's still like, I'm, I'm going to stick it out in this family for whatever reason. You're never, here's the thing. You're never going to hear from William and Kate anything resembling the honesty of what we heard last night. Like never, Never. it will never happen. I think that's probably what hurts the most is that they have, they, they were going through, we'll, we'll go through it, but they're having all of this struggle and their their brother if my if like you know i would understand my parents I mean, not yeah. saying something or even my grandparents but if like my brother wasn't sick i'd be i'd be fucking pissed totally like, i was like we're supposed to be in this together <laughs> i think william i think william has progressively gotten more like i think that they've polarized like i think in the beginning william and not in the beginning but like a few years ago let's say william and harry were like kind of aligned on things and how they were. And then I think Harry probably always had this sort of like, I don't want to deal with this streak. Like, I just want to be like myself and be private. Mm-hmm. And then Megan, because there's also, we can go into sort of like the the racial uh, feelings towards Megan and, and all these things. And people want to blame Megan and be like, oh, she took him out of his family. It's like, maybe she did, but I actually don't think that it was something he didn't want. Like, I think she took him out because he wanted it and she gave him an escape hatch, essentially, because what was he going to just go on his own? Like, and if he married a woman like Kate, who was like super into it, then he probably would have just like stuck with it. Well, yeah, so they were into it. That's why he didn't marry a woman like Kate. But they were into it. and, And and they wanted to do this for the rest of their lives. I think that it's a result of their action. It's a result of their actions against her. Like, obviously, like, because if he had married a white woman, a British white lady, probably they wouldn't be saying like, oh, she needs to keep working. Oh, she's her, her son's not going to have 
a title. They're not going to have security. Like that wouldn't have been an, an issue if it was a like a white British white lady. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So let's go through some of the like the revelation step by step that bring in like these racial things and the titles. I, I want to sort of start from like lightest to darkest to the extent there are any light moments. But Sammy, I thought you had a really good perspective on this first one. Um, let's start with the who made who cry situation. So the press reported before Megan and Harry's wedding just vaguely that Megan made Kate cry over an issue with flower girl dresses. Uh Megan told Oprah the reverse happened, actually, as in it was Kate who made Megan cry over a wedding planning issue. This alone is not newsworthy either way, but the issue is that the palace never intervened to clarify the real story for the press or just deny that it happened. Kate never chimed in. Nothing happened. So the the allegation is that Kate saw Megan being accused of this, knew that presumably knew that she had actually inflicted pain on Megan and, and decided not to say anything. So they allowed the media to perpetuate a story about an angry black woman bullying the poor white princess, which is, I said, I mean, what you said that I thought was interesting is like, it never had to be that story. Like weddings are hard to plan and people fight. <laughs> right. Like it doesn't like, that's the thing is like, they'll take any piece and that's where the complicity between the press and the palace yeah. comes in. So you have the heroic, 
Kate Middleton, who, okay, I really like Kate Middleton. I, or I always really did like Kate Middleton, but then I started, she's on the Kensington Royal Instagram and she just like is so like, she's really just like hawking their shit. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, not like she's like, bought in completely. She is 100% fully. bought in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, she's, uh, I don't know. It's like, this is what you want your princess to be like. This Great. is not inspiring. Anybody. Well, their huge like, tension that comes up a lot is that they have so much power and they're so revered, but they are broke. So it's this constant, like they constantly yeah. have to do terrible things to keep themselves afloat. And there's all of this. It's like you find out that like. It's ugh, all so- when the institution and the sake of holding up the monarchy as an idea overpowers anyone like it even overpowers the queen herself you can see in the crown she was like tortured over her decision to not let margaret marry whomever but like in the end of the day she didn't let her do it so they're all ruled sort of by this like they're almost like it's almost as if they have like a bible it's like the monarchy bible and we follow the monarchy bible rather than following like anything we want or like might like they don't write they don't like rewrite any rules ever yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a cult. It's like a tiny little yeah. cult that they all live in. I mean, when they were saying at the end when <coughs> Harry said his brother was trapped and they were showing the pictures of them all looking sad, I was like, this is like a Netflix documentary about a cult now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I really, mean, yeah. It shows how antiquated it is. It, it, yeah. it also, I think that's the other issue is, um, you know, like uh, they were a modern pers- like perspective coming in to a very old-fashioned institution and like the oldest fashion institution i mean like think about how many like monarchies are even left you know and um it just like i don't know it just like seems so fucking ridiculous when you look at it (laughs) it's just like (laughs) but like like, this is like this is so stupid the fact that the press hangs on to like oh there was a fight over flower girl dresses like again it's a wedding sister-in-laws have conflicts it's not it doesn't need to be a huge deal but why don't they focus on William's affairs? Like, why is that not in there? That would get more clicks. Like, Prince because Andrew. Because they can't, because he's going to be the king. And they can't, because they love the monarchy. Like Brian said, they won't let it go. So if they keep, like, chipping away at William's credibility and reputation, they're chipping away at the credibility and the need to have monarchy at all. And they can't handle that because they there's so much buy-in by the press and by, I know not everybody in the UK reveres the royal family, but... It's a it's, it's a an institution they respect. Yeah. It's right. a give they and take would for lose, each other. They would they're based on covering the monarchy. Like that's the excitement in England. It's like no one totally. there's nothing and else here. I mean, love I it. love it too. Yeah. It's really fun to like yeah, have all fun. of these characters and I don't, you know, follow sports teams. So it's like fun to have this you know teams fun, yeah. and plays and stuff like that. But like you were saying, Brian, it's like this institution itself is already decrepit and is not aging well and can't survive in modern times. So it's like if like a 110 year old person died because somebody coughed near them. And like Megan is the cough and the monarchy is it's like, no, you were on, this was never going to work. Like don't blame him. So the constantly changing status of Harry, Megan and Archie was a huge source of tension. It sounds like the palace determined that Archie son of the prince, and he is technically in line for the throne. If something happened to William's whole family would not inherit a Royal title As a result of this, he would not be entitled to the same level of security. 
Uh, reminder that the palace went to parliament to have rules changed so Princess Char- Charlotte could be in the line of succession. Also, the queen granted Prince Andrew's request for his daughters to be princess. She offered the same to her daughter, Princess Anne's children, if they wanted it. And so Megan explains that she believes this decision was motivated by race. I'm not sure if she says that explicitly, but it's the suggestion within everything, even though it's not a given that uh, children of people who aren't first in line will get the prince and princess titles. Like I said, the queen has had no problem awarding it to others. And I'm curious what you guys think about this, because I've seen the tension I've seen a lot is how come they even wanted the titles? Like, why don't they just abandon this colonialist and racist classist institution. Um, To me, it seemed like they were more concerned with the security that the title entitles them than the title themselves. But did you get a sense that they, do you think there's any credibility to the argument that they want it both ways? So here is the core issue. This is probably the most important issue. It's also the most boring part because it's confusing and people don't really understand the rules. So I think that this is the part where I got the most like difference in opinion from people where you had people, you, I had people who were like, well, they should have just left. Like, why didn't they just leave? Or like, she was annoying about something, like whatever. Here's, this is the issue where like, if you want to see the monarchy as like a colonial, if you are a person who sees the monarchy as this colonial institution, kind of the way we see it, you're going to take Meghan and Harry's side here. If you're like, still, if you still have not really like had your eyes open to like the more subtle parts of why the monarchy is problematic and how it's racist and colonial and all these things it that this is where i see the most people being like well why didn't they just leave Mm -hmm. but i think it it betrays a little bit of a lack of full comprehension of like the dynamic and ultimately the dynamic was what it was. You can mm-hmm. say it was because of race. You can say it was because they didn't like this person. You can say it was because these are the rules. But the dynamic was the dynamic. And you can, ch- like, what you what one person chalks it up to, I think, says more about the way they think about the situation than the situation. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I found it convincing when Megan said a few times and Harry's like, well, we thought it would be meaningful that there was a woman of color and a biracial family that was part of the royal family. That was exciting to us. We wanted to like be that visual they for colonize people. colonize all those Right, right. But then they, they made it absolutely. They were like, I, we're not interested in that. We're not interested in that. You can go. Yeah, that, I would love they, to hear yeah. Kate having like learning about anti-racism. I would love a video <laughs> feed of that Rachel's like, just like I bet I bet with her finsta she like follows Rachel Cargyle and just watches very closely and doesn't oh, act on any of it there's zero chance yeah. she, it did seem like, to me like it did seem like the reason that they seemed they seemed like the title was tied to the security which I guess it was it is. you know but so that seems like that's important enough but also like I would be like, what the fuck you let like if it was my family and like mm-hmm. my mom was my grandmother was the queen and my cousins were princes or princes or whatever. And she's like, but your kid isn't. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding? Like, like, that's fucked up. Like, not yeah. just because like of like any reason, but just be like, why would you also, do that? If you want to talk about something that might bring the monarchy down, the reason they have security is not like so you can like have a bunch of people following you. It's so that like it's to protect the monarchy, because let's say they're like, we're going to kidnap Archie unless the queen does X. Like yeah. it doesn't it's actually really benefit up. He is them. Not protected. Yeah, 
It doesn't yeah. actually benefit them for him to have no security if they want to protect themselves. So like the whole thing's just stupid and petty. And I don't know. I think there's a lot more going on here that wasn't said. Right. Yeah. And so because of this lack of security, Megan and Harry said they were forced to move quickly from Canada to California, where they were taken in by Tyler Perry. <laughs> love it. What a twist. I love this. Yeah. The palace had apparently announced publicly uh, that their security had ended right around the start of the pandemic. People knew where they were living. They why were worried. Why would you announce that? I know. Yeah, why would you announce that? Here's these unprotected danger. royals over there. The I ones mean, that have been had racist attacks against them and threats like... Yeah, they're in Canada, no longer protected. So they obviously they I found this part really scary. Here's like, we don't know how long we're going to be stuck. We had to get up and go. It's just so dissonant with this idea of the royal family. And it's like you have fucking refugees that are like trying to get royal themselves just safety. Yeah, of course, royal refugees. I know that term is not good to use in that context, but that's it's ridiculous that when you compare them to where they came from, it's like, isn't it mortifying for the queen that you let your grandson and tiny baby great grandson deal with this. Yeah, we got to talk about the queen too, but keep going. Yes, exactly. This this is all important. Yeah. So on their life in California, this was a tension too uh, that Oprah brought up. She just, she said, you know, people are asking, how come you made the deals with Spotify and Netflix? They're like, we needed the money. We did that afterwards. That wasn't the plan. Somebody recommended that we could do this. The royal family, as we mentioned, is not a financially stable institution. They are very stingy. Uh, Harry revealed he's been living off his mother's inheritance. When Princess Diana died, she left about $25 million to her kids. So he has about like 12 probably, but I'm yeah. sure it grew because it was, I'm sure it wasn't just sitting in cash. He got some um, when they were a little bit younger and then he'll get more when his, when his dad dies, he'll get some when his grandma dies. But apparently when William becomes the king, he loses the income from the duchy of Cornwall. Mm. So that's like a few oh, million apparently. a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the duchy of Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I know. Um, but but um, here's the thing. You're fine. You guys have enough yeah. money. Like, yeah. like, 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 let's be real. Like they have enough money. They have enough earning power. I'm sure they could get a loan. They did definitely make it yeah, sound sure like they were struggling. Limit, I'm sure their credit limit is high enough. Like they. I mean, like, Tyler Perry is a billionaire. I think that they like. I'm th- pretty sure he's like, yeah, you guys can get me back when you're when you're fine. Right. Yeah. Like no one's like <laughs> doubting the earning power of Prince Harry. Like yeah. He, like yeah. And I mean. Why is everyone so mad they went to Netflix and Spotify? Like, I'm happy to Obama have some went content. To ne- the Obamas went I to would Netflix do the and same Spotify. Thing. So yes. would I. Everyone's like, look, okay, so you're going to take away their security, their titles, their affiliation to you. You're going to let them get dragged in the press. And then you're not going to allow them to make any money. Like, yeah. what do you want them to do? Start a fucking lemonade stand in Montecito? Like, what? what you- Go fund me. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. So this next section, quick wording, does include descriptions of suicidal ideation and thoughts. It was very strange that the that CBS never aired a wording during the whole special, and they talked about this for like a good thirty minutes after multiple breaks. Yeah, they're old. That's true. So specifically, too. Right. Exactly. Specifically, like ideation and planning. So I'm gonna watch this again after this. Same. Yeah. One (laughs) of the most shocking revelations was that Megan experienced suicide ideation and sought help urgently, which the palace apparently denied. It got so serious that she was worried to be alone. This was during her pregnancy with Archie. Uh, She just said to herself that she wasn't sure she wanted to be alive. She didn't know how to do it anymore. And she was told that she couldn't get treatment because it wouldn't be good for the institution. Someone at the palace also told her that she couldn't get treatment uh, 
bankrolled by them, I guess, because she wasn't a paid employee. And she obviously couldn't, she couldn't just take an Uber to the hospital. She wasn't really allowed to leave. She didn't have her ID or her driver's license. This is another pretty shocking parallel. Medical to, insurance? Like what? Okay, I know. Yeah, are they on the NHS? Yeah, yeah, they're on the NHS. Right. There's no palace doctor. Well, here's the thing. A palace doctor would probably, I mean, I think the palace up. doctor or somebody that they sent Diana to, they just put her on Valium. Yeah. And she was like, mm. and then she got pregnant. So she didn't have to take the Valium anymore. But this happens. Diana had several suicide attempts. People in retrospect have doubted how serious they were calling them cries for attention, even though she was in the most intense throes of an eating disorder that I've like ever heard described. She was miserable and they denied her too. So like, I don't find it hard to believe that they also told Megan, no, you can't get help. What really kills me, and they did this with Diana too, is that there's this desire to pick apart the women. And if the woman is slightly, quote unquote, they call Diana unstable. And like, let's be, she wasn't, she didn't appear to be the most stable. But the problem is not her instability. The problem is the family and the rules and the shit that they make them do. And the fact that like, if someone is unstable, what you do, what you don't just like blame them and be like, okay, like you're unstable, you're unstable, like become stable. Like that's not going to happen. So there's this like, and we're seeing it with Megan too. It's like Megan's fake. Megan seems disingenuous. Megan seems manipulative. You know what? Maybe she is. Maybe she is all those things, but it doesn't take away from what the Royal family did to them. Like, mm-hmm. you, like it's again, it's a victim blaming. It's like, you're never going to have a perfect victim. Diana was not a perfect victim. Megan's not a perfect victim. You're never going to have someone who's like in, in just completely flawless as a human. And so the, the press and I think people tend to blame those flaws uh, in those women and like ignore them. Like yeah. it's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's right. the situation. Right. I mean, the thing about Diana too, that I repeat every chance I get is like when she was having when she attempted suicide, when she was pregnant, she was 20. She was a 20 year old pregnant new princess whose husband hates her and is ignoring her, doesn't want to do anything with her. And she was 20. And Megan is, I don't know, in her late 30s. And she, 39. she also could barely survive this. And, and Princess Diana didn't. Well, I don't think it's, anyone yeah. could survive this. It's no. like you're basically living in an institution where everyone around you has it out for you and is no one is on your side except your husband and then you have you then you have probably prince charles saying to your husband actually like what color skin is your baby gonna have like what who does she have other than harry right their family was actively lying to both of them saying that it was this was fine that they were supporting them, but doing nothing to actually support them. It was literally the complete opposite. Like it was fake, exactly as you'd think it would be. Like say something to your face and then actually do nothing. Like I, because there's no explanation for how there's these like seventy odd women people in Parliament. Oh right, signing that thing that the media coverage of Meghan Markle is sexist and racist, and it needs to stop. That has never that never came out from the royal family that nothing even of the sort it's yeah it's awful i think that this is a good place to pivot to the queen 
The queen was like a specter over the whole interview. Both Harry and Meghan, I feel like they took many opportunities to share really positive, warm experiences with her. Um, And Harry said several times he has a great relationship with his grandma and he really respects her and that he's communicated a lot with her. But as you're hearing about all these terrible things that Meghan went through, there's one person that could have intervened and she didn't. So how do we square that? Like, what were they trying to communicate? Who is to okay. blame here? I think the reason everyone was like up the queen's ass is because, okay, the queen has the ability to be nice to everybody to their faces because she has, quote unquote, the firm who can take care of anything. She, like, it's not that hard for her to share a blanket with Megan when they're sitting next to yeah. each other. Like, oh, basic <laughs> human kindness. Like, just because, like, think about the, like, I'm sure the grandma is nice enough to the people to their faces but ultimately she has a whole team of people working against them the other piece is that i think that if they had insulted the queen too much the entire interview would have backfired on them so i think that they had to be like the queen the queen the queen yeah and just so that they could get people on their side but ultimately the end of the day there's one person in charge you know who calls the shots i think she's probably not saying anything Either way, I think they're saying it to her and she's just nodding. Right. That's true. We both know what they were saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're obviously exactly. She could have done something to stop this. And you're right. Had they like said something bad about the queen, that would be a headline. Um, Also, I think that they're aware like they like it wouldn't help them financially if they did that. But also be like (laughs) the Duchy of Cornwall. Yeah. There are people in this in this world who do look at the monarchy as a certain thing and it's a stabilization for some, for some groups of people like it's, and mm-hmm. they don't want to, and they know that and they can't destabilize a whole way of life by saying, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're like, I hear what you're saying about the monarchy being like a stabilizing force. What I don't really get Okay, this is because I'm an outsider. I don't Here's agree with it. I but. do see that. I do see that. I do see why it is meaningful to Brits. But as an outsider, I'm sort of like, why can't the monarchy just be sort of like celebrities? Like, why do they have to do all this like dumb shit? Like, why? Like, why can't it just be like that? And why can't they have earning power? Like, they're not allowed to earn money other than from taxes. So, like, what if we sort of like switch? I mean, look, I'm, I'm suggesting <laughs> like a way to dismantle this like centuries old thing. Let's rebrands. Like, Kensington Palace. If you need a cons- consultant, right, the like, what if they is just made it like a, a lot more modern and a lot less like 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 it is in other places yeah yeah like i don't think people would be like against it like i'd still follow it like i'd still be interested but i would be much more interested in follow they don't give a it shit it would be I better think, but- and less dramatic than what is already coming out of it anyway it could be more dramatic just like fun it, didn't, it doesn't have yeah. to be like abusive to the people in it like why can't they create a, a, a dynamic that is not completely abusive to the people who have to be in it yeah, it sort of seems like that's what Harry and Meghan, that's what sort of was an under under everything they were saying. So what the last big blockbuster allegation, there were so many, but the last on my list is that Meghan told Oprah that royal family members, or at least one, had discussed with Harry how light or dark Archie's skin might be when he is born. Charles. Harry, 
yeah, Harry came out and <laughs> confirmed this conversation, but said he would never reveal who inquired about how dark his son would be. But apparently off air, he wanted to clarify for Oprah that it wasn't either of his grandparents, so it wasn't the Queen or Prince Philip. Let's listen to a clip from Oprah on CBS This Morning with Gail King. I just love that they synced up this morning anyway. Let's listen. Oprah, let's talk I about- texted. Let, let's talk about, wait, the jaw-dropping moment, the first one, about the color of the baby's yeah. skin. And you, you asked mm-hmm. Harry about it when he came out. He did not tell you who it was. Do you, did you all have another conversation about it? Because that was something that, mm-hmm. there's a big guessing game all around the world. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And yeah. I thought it was very touching that Harry still is choosing to protect the identity of whoever that was. Yes, and he did not share the identity with me, but he wanted to make sure that I knew, and if I had an opportunity to share it, that it was not his grandmother mother, nor his grandfather that were a part of those conversations. That it was not his grandmother and Prince Philip, he said? Yeah, was not his grandfather. Neither his grand, grand, grandmother nor grandfather were a part of those conversations. He did okay. not tell me who were a part of those conversations. Right. As you can see, I tried to get that answer. Yeah. No, I think it's Charles. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was William. I think it was Prince William. I I could see William being sort of like, so what color is he going to be? <laughs> Just yeah. like an ignorant yes, exactly. fucking question. But Charles. I think it could have been either. It could have been both of them. Charles, I think, is probably actually racist. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, yeah. He he's old. He His fits father's the type. a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Like, William maybe knows better than to ask that directly, but also he could have done it. <laughs> I don't know. I think we I, also don't I know mean, what the question was exactly. I mean, I don't think it's ever excusable, though. I guess to just casually say, "What color is the baby going to be?" <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, don't they have Google? Like, can't they like not just, ask such a rude question to someone's yeah. fucking face? You've never seen an interracial fucking baby? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they haven't. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the fact that it, well, it was like a discussion, and it, and and they said it okay, happened yeah. multiple times. It wasn't just like an inquiring mind. It was like, I think it was like, what do we do if this baby is? very dark because they were nervous about that for whatever reason whatever that fucking says what are um, they gonna do i mean whatever like, reason what is there racist, to do but- what is there to care? do like uh, it's still gonna be a biracial baby it's funny because the it's so funny because the baby looks just like harry i know <laughs> i saw a funny tweet that was like this is what they were worried about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he could not be whiter looking than this baby um yeah that it seems like something such- charles would say but no, right. None of that. I'm sure they a lot. Of, I'm sure it was up for discussion. Like mm-hmm. um, that seems like the kind of conversations they'd be having in this family. Like, yeah, I, I can just it's very. I mean, think uh, of how many see. white people, you know, whose dad would probably say something like that because they're That's too true. old and raised. Like I, I can think of many. I also I also really thought it was interesting how they talked about the parallel between the Australia trips and the oh, Diana yeah. trip to Australia. Like. And 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 when they when they did the 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 tour of the South Pacific, like everyone loved Meghan Markle. They had announced that she was pregnant, and that's when things got bad because there was jealousy. They don't like when the women shine. That was like the whole thing with Diana too. It was that no one mm-hmm. cared about Charles; they cared about Diana. And we're ha- we're seeing it again. It's really like quite the parallel. Yeah, but in this case, Harry didn't give a shit that people loved his wife. No, yes. Harry, Harry seems to have been worked through. Like I know, mm-hmm. like for years, like 
Harry, like, I think got like a reputation as being an asshole, but he, I think he really has turned around. Like he went to therapy. He clearly has some sort of education on race. Yeah. Who knows who's been to therapy? Yeah, he does. He talks like, yeah, he does. But he's never been like a fan of the press. He's always been like, and he's always made comments like he's talked about like the effects that the, the press had on his family and his childhood and his obviously his mother's death. So like, I think it was just, you know, it was, it was probably so triggering for him uh, like to see this. And that's also why he, they had, they were able to make that decision early, like earlier on be like, buff. Cause it would have just, it would have just perpetuated. And yeah. if they had I they mean, not disengaged when princess Diana yeah. died, she did not have Royal security. She had um, she was apparently offered it and declined it because of just how bad things were. She didn't want to be attached to anyone at all. But that's also the palace's fault. Of course, it's the palace's fault that she's dead. And like I said, the pattern, like I'm sure when he saw those things syncing up exactly, he's like, this has only one path to go. And it's interesting because we always hear that William is closer. Um, William was really close with his mom because he he was a little bit older when she died and that Harry's closer with his dad. But Harry said that his relationship with his brother is right now one of space and that with his father, he's been disappointed with Prince Charles's response to the situation. My favorite part of the interview was when like Oprah didn't even ask yet. (laughs) And just like out of nowhere, Harry's like, she's like, well, what does your dad say? He's like, well, when he took my calls, it was so funny. There were three people in the marriage energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing, just going back to Diana was like, the royal family was outraged when she was dating Dodi Fayed because he was a Muslim. That was like a whole piece of it, too. Like they didn't like the idea of the, the, the mother of the future king parading around with like a Muslim man. That was a thing that they were very unhappy about. And, and she was using his security, I think. Um, but it's yeah, it's really, really messed up there. Yeah, yeah. They, they seem to never um, they keep repeating their mistakes. Yeah, I think Oprah did a great job. Oh, yeah. Right. And that is another she's, piece. She's the queen of she's obviously the queen for a reason. But yeah, yeah, she 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 pressed. But then when they didn't want to talk about it, she didn't talk about it. And you didn't feel like it was uncomfortable for them at any moment. You know what I mean? Like she got a lot, but was able to make them feel comfortable at the same yeah. time doing no interviews yeah doing interviews like that is like it's kind of like to be a good interviewer like that it, it's kind of like being a therapist and that you do have to be okay with a little bit of discomfort and a little mm-hmm. bit of silence because that's when people feel like they have to fill the space and I saw her doing that a lot and then but then she knew when to jump back in where she wasn't going to get what she was looking for and they were getting cold on her like it really was a master class and how to extract the most from people it also helped that she was, she's like kind of friends with them. Yeah. Like that definitely put them at ease. Like, I don't think they would have done this with like some random British reporter. Yeah, it's so funny. She's like in the chicken coop holding eggs while they're like revealing these shocking secrets. That of the- part was so odd to me. That, that, was that a felt odd. like an ode to like old television. Like, let's go somewhere else and like talk. It's in B-roll. I, know, yeah. I was like, Megan, I'm already on your side. Like, you don't have to tell me you rescued chickens. Yeah. I'm Brian, already that on your side. Brian, that reminds me of the farm in Puerto Rico where like, yeah, like, did it, did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Throwback. Also, the Little Mermaid um, metaphor <laughs> was, allegory. I yeah. was like, mm, 
And she's like, and she got her voice back. And I was like, say yeah. that to your therapist, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, like because I, I've heard some accusations that she seemed calculating or manipulative. Um, but like, of actress. course, there's spin. Of course, every it's like when we talk about Democrats and Republicans, each side is going to give they can tell the same story and it's going to sound totally different based on the mm-hmm. spin that they want to give. Of course, she was going to spin it how she wants. And she added flourishes to get that across because she knows that they're going to come for her harder than her just stating the facts. Like they put the facts into an arrangement that was very, very compelling. Also, like yeah. she's an actress. So if she comes across as a little bit manipulative or disingenuous or all these things, like she is an actress by profession, like that doesn't undermine yeah, she's what she's saying. Yeah. Even after being an actress. Right. Exactly. Like she's still say like what she's saying is still valuable. Even if you don't like her tone yeah. or her whatever, like it's still there. The point. That's there, the point. There is not one public person ever on this planet who is 100% real when they are public. There is. It does not exist. Every single person has an agenda and a spin. And I'm including myself and all of us here. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Everyone has an objective to get across no matter who they are. And so you to say to hold a person like her accountable and not someone like who everyone else says a lot about why they do that because she is a woman a and she's a woman of color b so we are oh she is disingenuous every single fucking public person is disingenuous to a certain extent focus on the problem which is yeah the fab right and as much as we did spend a lot of time in this conversation comparing the parallels to diana the reaction was obviously different and much more sinister to megan because of the race yeah the race factor and they brought that up a lot and the internet is like Andy, oh my that's God. the other piece is like it's the internet is like makes it so much easier like you don't have to wait for a new edition to come out right i mean that country literally just left the eu because the majority of the population didn't like that people of different colors were coming into their country so like yeah yes. they're gonna react really terribly to their oh my god that's such a good point that is yeah. a very good point um that is our time for today we'll follow up with some covid wrap-ups today until the end of the monarchy i'm amanda duberman i'm brian rosal smith I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. <laughs> the Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.